Good evening, everybody. This is Huge Pop, the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast, and that song will probably get me banned from Facebook, but who cares? But tonight, our guest tonight is the singles wrestler. His signature move is Game Over and the Black Hole Slam. He is a member of the Knockout Entertainment. Please welcome to our show, the Quality Enforcer, Johnny Zeke. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Quality Enforcer. Oh, man, that was oh, that was when I was with uh, Tony Ice years ago. Yeah, we were yeah, uh, GQB. I dug and, deep. You know, we had something going with GQB, and all of a sudden, just COVID. COVID. So tell me about yeah. what happened. How did that affect? I mean, I, we're going to get into you as a fan, but you mentioned COVID. So as a wrestler, you guys are going full, full board in like 2019 hits. And bam, there's COVID. How did that affect uh, you as a wrestler? And what what was that like? Uh, well, before COVID became like a real big thing, uh, I found out my wife was pregnant. So I was more focused on that than the whole COVID. So I'm like, oh, the whole world shut down. My wife's pregnant. I can focus on that now. So my full energy <laughs> was more towards my wife's pregnancy towards uh, with, my, uh, with our first child. So... Honestly, it didn't affect me. I mean, yeah, it did, but it didn't at the same time because I'm the type, my family comes first over wrestling. That's just how I was raised. That's how it should be, I mean, to be honest. So, um, okay, so growing up as a, as a kid and uh, young teenager, explain to us um, what, how it was growing up, for how was wrestling growing up for you? What did you watch? Do you have any favorites? Uh, my first ever wrestling show that I've watched on TV was uh, WCW. My grandfather called me in the room. He's like, hey, Johnny, come up here. I'm like, what? What is it, Grandpa? He's like, look at this. And all of a sudden, I see Goldberg just, bam, just spearing everybody. And ever since then, I've just been hooked. Because okay. just, just you hear the roar on the TV. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So every single Monday we watched so it was w it was wcw then did you finally converge into wwe wwf back in the day uh, well i ended up getting more into like baseball so i stopped watching it okay. and i started watching it more back in 2004 2005 so you know i took a brief break and then i've been watching it consistently since then and then got in high school and Started watching just top 10 and because again, I was more focused with hanging out with friends, playing baseball, right. football, you know, doing all these extra school activities and obviously homework and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, you know, you'd probably know who the greatest WCW heavyweight champion ever lived was, I'm sure. Well, don't you do it, man. <laughs> don't say it, please. <laughs> we just started. It's David Arquette, correct? Oh. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's, he's speechless. He's speechless. Yeah. He was the greatest. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing Everyone I didn't know about Johnny Zeke. So, I, I Zeke, feel you're talking everyone, about you being. No, I, I feel that, you know, everyone's saying the greatest champion of all time in this era and that is honestly just anyone's opinion. Yeah. So in the beginning, you were talking about playing sports. You played what? Baseball, football. Is that where you baseball. got your? Is that where you got your idea of being that that jock, that game day character? It just came naturally. Yeah. It came naturally, huh? Okay. 
Okay. I mean, the the whole thing was the elite athlete Johnny Zeke, and okay. you got this big round guy come walking out. Like, how the hell is the he the elite athlete? But I was kind of doing things like jumping over the ropes and stuff like that. Back when I was more agile, now I'm not as agile as I used to be. Kids <laughs> got lazy. That's called age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, 22, 23 at the time. So, <laughs> but so can you know, explain to us? Uh... It, it just evolved into into game day because I just started yell one day yelling game day and everyone started following it and I was like, oh okay, well. I'll go from that to big game, and then it went to game day, and it's I, big game, game day, same thing. All right, all right. So your finishing move is game over. Can you explain that game over? How's, what's that? What is so that what it is is a it's a it's belly to back suplex, and I just throw my opponent up and I catch him and come down with a yurnagi. Okay. That looks pretty wicked. I've seen that in a couple of your videos. I was like, I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> Sometimes I'll spin them. Really depends. Yeah. Okay. I want. I mean, I've seen that one back in last week. You uh, pretty much annihilated the guy last week. Um. So I, that was pretty intense. Gordy. Yeah. That was actually his second match. He did pretty well. Yeah, you guys look pretty he solid. Did really well, actually. Yeah. So when did you decide you wanted to be a pro wrestler? What was going on in your head? And like, okay, I'm this is I'm going to do this. It was something I've always wanted to do, and it's just never knew how to get into it. So I was just like, you know, it's never going to happen, whatever. And then I was working at a um, for a school board, and I said, live wrestling Saturday night. And they were like, hey, do you want to work that day? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take a shift. Why not? Like there, I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, it's gonna be like a, a wrestling tournament, like collegiate wrestling tournament, whatever. It's it was at a middle school, it was at Metalon Middle School. And um I walk in there and the ring is set up and I'm looking around. I'm like, I thought this was going to be like a collegiate tournament. What the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I see, you know, guys like Brooklyn Juggernaut, you know, wall through, um, Dancy, Torch, um, uh, Bob Cook, and then ended up meeting Coach Frank Reyes. And I'm just sitting at the side. I'm like, man, I really wish I could do this. And he looked at me. He's like, oh, here's my card. And two weeks later, boom, I was training with him. So how hard was training? Uh, it was rough. It hurt. Still hurts. Um, took a year and a half. So I trained for a grade. School shut down. Obviously, owners of the uh, of the school decided to pack up and leave and just left him hanging. So I went to another school for eight months. Don't want to talk about it. But then, you know, once my tuition was up with there, was there, um, I decided to go on and go back to my coach and finish out there i wanted to finish where i started and the thing is everyone's like oh he started at this school but they want to forget the fact i started with frank reyes to try and pinpoint me as the bad guy and yes i'm telling you the truth right now like nobody wants to talk about that so they're trying to make me look bad around like oh he quit this to go back to a coach that's easier like no i went back to my coach where i started i'm a firm believer i should finish where i started 
I com I fulfilled my eight month commitment to that school. I paid the money I needed to pay, and they said, "Oh, you got to renew it, and it's going to be another two thousand or three thousand, however much it was." I looked at them. I said, "I can't afford that." So I went. I left and went back to my original trainer and finished. So Frankie, Frankie Reyes, Frankie Reyes is a solid coach too. For for those who are watching, he's good. He's a solid coach. You know, he's a good guy. Um, definitely, I know him personally. Really, one of the best coaches out there. And he so. takes his time with you. I mean, he lets you go at your own pace. He'll tell you, you know, hey, you shouldn't do this. It doesn't make sense. He was trained by the Malinkos. Yeah. Old school wrestling. You can never go wrong with old school wrestling. No. I follow promotion. Um, Herb Simmons promotion. SICW up in Missouri. So they put on one of the best shows around that I, that I know of. So I, it's a, I think everybody, it's a misunderstanding of, of fans in wrestling. Um, I don't think they realize that training camp, training school is not just, it's school, but and you have to pay for it. I don't think fans are like me. I mean, now I know after talking to many guys that it costs. So it's an investment to be an uh, independent wrestler. If that's what I'm hearing, right? Am I right on that? Oh, it's, it's definitely an investment. Is there's a lot of money involved um, getting started? That's just that's just the training, right? And now you got to think about okay, now the training is over, you got to think about gear, you got to think about merchandise, you got to think about travel, uh, gas, cars, uh, hotels, all that stuff. So everything adds up. You work for peanuts and you come home still owing money from the from the weekend yeah. that you went somewhere. I, I can imagine. I mean, because I know, I mean, I can't, I don't, I mean, I know XIW and I don't know what they pay the guys, but I know they don't, it's not, it's probably <laughs> average. And I know they don't make a lot of money, you know, and it's, and I just think merchandise, you have to have, so, that, that, but, so it makes the, that's what makes fans important. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, as a, so as in marketing, something I, I do a lot of, and I, I appreciate this to Corey a lot too, and a lot of the guys I've worked with. So yeah, the wrestlers itself don't make a whole lot. They can anywhere between zero to maybe a couple hundred, depending on who you are, how long you've been. But you're, it's mostly made on your fan base and your merchandise. You have to treat this as a brand, as you are your own company, you own your own brand. And if you don't, you're never going to get anywhere really as far as merchandise. You're just going to go out there and make pennies. But if you really treat this as a business, there's so much you can do. You can make money on the back end of it all. Um, you definitely got to represent your brand. And that's where you're going to make most of your money and get connected with your fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Johnny, do you, um, is fan, the fan base, you got a big fan base. Is uh, interaction with fans important to you during the match and after the match or both? It's always important. Um, if if you're in there and the crowd, you don't make the crowd feel that they're a part of that match, then what's the point of having that match? I mean, anyone can go in there and just wrestle each other, but at some point, you know, you got to get the crowd involved. Um, I try to get them involved all the time. Like when I was wrestling Gordy uh, two weeks ago. I we locked up twice and I'm just like, oh my god, this is a big boy. Fans started laughing a little bit. And um second time we locked up, I'm like, dude, how long have you been doing this? And you know, one lady is like, Yeah, how long has he been doing this? And he looks at me, he's like, Well, how long do you think, Zeke? I said, I'm not the one that wants to know. 
they want to know. So it's always getting them involved. Now you learned that in in training, like you learned that that comes with promos and psycho psychology of the business. That they teach you all that stuff in the in the training camp, correct? Yes, they teach you all that. Sometimes um, you have to uh, work for the camera, but always whether you're on an indie show that's not being recorded or it's being recorded, pretend there's a camera. Work for the camera, but also work for the crowd, and you know. You got to go in there and do what you got to do. Put on the heck of a show, and it's it's the fans are important. As a promoter, yeah, as a, as a promoter, it's very important that we always constantly tell the talent you got to send those promos in, not only for the promotion that you're working for, but it helps yourself because you get those fans invested in your in your character, your storyline with that promotion. That's going to lead to where your money's going to be made. They're going to come buy the tickets. They're going to come buy your merchandise, and hopefully, if you travel in a group, you know, in a small group area, they will continue going to wherever promotion that you're working for in that state. Some of these people will travel. So that's good to have. There's several different independent workers out there that have a large following that when you hire them, there would be like 50 to a hundred people following them to each show. And that's great for the and promoter as well. And if they don't follow it's on live stream, they they'll watch the live stream, but not many yeah. promotion live streams going on because if they do, why go to the show? If you just watch yeah. it at home, Um, no, that's, you say that John or Nick about, you know, you got to promote yourself. And that's one thing I've learned with the podcast. I have to get my own self out there with, um, you know, you're helping with the ads and that's cool. And I have to, I have to get more bold. Cause when I'm at a wrestling event, I'm a crazy Mr. Scott. I, you don't, you, you wouldn't even notice me because I just get that. Invo- I get that invested, that involved in it. I think as a fan and I took my podcast to the last XIW show and everybody was like, you need to do more of that online. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. So. It's it's a work in progress. So like uh, you know, even like a wrestler, it's a work in progress. So um, so after you got through training camp and you went to uh, your first match, um, so your career highlights. What was the first? What was it like walking through those ring that ring the ropes? Um, the first time you walked in there, I was nervous. I was scared. Um, I didn't know what to expect, and to make it worse, my first match was a triple threat match. It was, it was me versus the Mass Viking versus Agif, and I ended up winning the match. But you know, once the bell rang and we got started, me being nervous and scared just went away. I just believed in my training and just did what I do. So through training and through um, all the promotions you work with or worked with in the past. What is, is there a is there a main person that influenced you or keeps and continues to be an influence to you to continue your journey or? Yeah, there's one guy that I've met. Um, obviously, Nicholas Vick has been on my tail since I've met him. He's been a huge, um, huge part of Game Day Zeke, and you know, there's been times I wanted to leave due to family, or I just started like fallen out of it and then i'm like but i really want to do this but there was another guy i met tony ice and 
he would call me he'd be like hey you're not done you're not done you need to start training more you need to just get out there get out of your head and he was right i was in my head and it's been a constant battle fighting myself but this man has been on me i mean nick too so between both of them like i i can't get out yet because I, there's i enjoy doing this and i feel like there's much more i can do i just need to figure it out and that's why i'm still doing this that's why i you know i decided to come back in 2024 i want to do this more uh more full-time than i have been doing you know just here and there and there are promotions i am uh currently doing research on that i'm like okay i want to go there and i want to try this one i want to go to that one i'm not going to mention it right now because you know i don't want anyone to know but right now the promotions i'm currently with you know they um i'm sticking around for a while and especially wxw because um Afa has been mentoring me since I've been there. And that man has been such a blessing in my life as of late. Yeah, if you get an opportunity to work for WXW, it's a great organization. No, one of the, one, yeah, one of the longest running independent wrestling in, in the state of uh, Florida, as far as I far as I understand, yes. And the mentorship there is just amazing. The opportunities that you get. So I would, I would like to say knockout is, but nope. WXW 100% is the promotion. It gives you a but great opportunity to work for. But if it wasn't for <laughs> knockout, I probably would have yeah. never stepped foot into WXW. So because yeah. we had some WXW guys come over to knockout and recruit some of the knockout roster to WXW which now that talent has moved on to you know elsewhere um because it's just a constant evolution you always got to keep evolving yourself i've learned so over the last two months how i didn't realize how many promotions um solid promotions over my camp and all that you got a pretty busy area that are area down there so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of promotions in the state of Florida itself. So yeah, you just gotta kind of pick and choose. Right, right. So um, so career highlights. Uh, what are what do you consider to be the highlight of your wrestling career? Is there something that sticks out that oh my god, this is I'm so proud of this. Uh I've done segments with uh Bushwhacker Luke over at uh Fight the World Wrestling. And also with Mikey Mondo, I was also in a six-man tag with uh, against Adam Rose. And then over at Knockout, I, I had the opportunity to wrestle uh, Tony Atlas, WWE Hall of Famer. Nice. That was uh, that was a fun one, and uh, you know, just matches like that, going and working guys like that. That's how you get better. That's how you learn. So I was watching, I was looking through some stuff, and of course I've done podcasts with many um, wrestlers across Florida and um, in the mid mid uh, the mid states. And one that sticks out very very um, clear in my mind, people that I know personally, and I want to just throw, throw up a little ten second video to see what. And I want you to respond to what you what your thoughts are about them. Would you face these guys? And what's your thoughts about them now? For booking controversial link. Yeah. Controversial. 
pro wrestlers. Definitely, <laughs> definitely have a lot of history with them. Uh, you know, Salazar and I have went to war at Knockout Entertainment for what almost a year and a half. And a year-long, a little over a year storyline. And, and we were, we no were guys. We were both, uh, you know, just starting out. And then he got with, uh, you know, Brava and C2C, and they they became a unit. And, you know, they have been unstoppable. Like, a lot of people have been trying to tear them down. And, you know, <laughs> you can't stop them. No one's going to stop them. They're massive. I mean, it's, it's not even about being massive. Like, those three together are just perfect. Like, they have they have tag gold all over singles gold all over they've been to puerto rico they have been to nwa like it's insane how much they have done and you know just the history i have with them um has there been bad times outside of the ring yeah there was a, there was a downfall because somebody got in my ear and while well, I was in a vulnerable state um, which I was able to talk to one of those members and kind of just be like, Hey man, look, I, I apologize for all the crap that happened. And, you know, everything, everything's good now. I mean, I don't, it's not like a everyday talk on talk basis. It's just like every now and then I'll be like, Hey, how you guys doing? You know, congratulations on this. Congratulations on that. Nine times out of 10, you know, I don't get a response because they're just so busy. And it's just absolutely nuts. And, you know, I got to say, I am just so proud of those three that they kept going and going and going and nothing will stop them. Did you ever get the W? Against Salazar? Yeah. 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 Uh, back and forth. <laughs> it was back and forth. It's not about Ws at this point. It's about how we... Um, just what we did. They they reminded me a lot of uh, Judgment Day. Um, just their presence is like a lot like LeBron. We all know that Judgment Day stole it from them. Come on, let's be real. Probably, probably you're right. You're probably right. <laughs> they but no, they're they're great. They're great people, great friends. I when I see that they, that you had many matches with controversial link, I'm like, I have to throw up that um, that video. So, um, yeah, that to me is pretty pretty solid memories. Pretty solid. Add, add to your resume, you know, if you're able to go up against Salazar and Controversial Inc., um, they're in a great storyline in XIW with another tag team. I don't know if you know, heard of them, Exotic Youth um, from that area, too. So they they attacked uh, a team last uh, about a month ago. So uh, I guess we'll talk about it. We talked about it off camera. Would, um, you know, you watch, you took a, you had a stint with um, Monster Cahagas. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, you, you told me off camera, camera, it was a growing experience, and it was a. Uh, it was well, definitely a learning. Ex it was definitely a learning experience. Um, it was an honor to be in the ring with him, and you know, like I said, he's he's tough, and I would rather get bashed over the face with an, uh, a full can of the chops because he he's brutal. Um, but being in the ring with a guy like that, you definitely learn. And after that match, 
you know, I kind of sat back and just watched it over and over and over. And I'm like, you know what? I need to take a step back. I need to regroup. I need to rethink. I need to to figure out my next approach. So I kind of sat back a little bit. And there are a lot of people that are talking about it still to this day. And all they need to know, there is no issues. I have no issues of what happened. What happened, happened. It's done. It's over with. It's a learning experience. Again, it was an honor to be in the ring with Cahagas. And I definitely learned a lot in that match. But I've also learned a lot about other people in the industry on how they try to turn a situation like that and try to make people look bad. So you see what I mean? It's like, it's people just want to keep bringing up, Oh, this happened to you. That match that happened to you. Blah, 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 blah. What happened? They're trying to get me to talk bad about it. I'm never going to talk about every match is a learning experience. There's Matt. There are good matches. Then there are bad matches. It happened. I don't want, I'm not digging for anybody. No, 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 no. You're fine. I got, there's some guy on his social media that's always bringing it up. And, you know, first of all, this guy is a a loudmouth idiot and he doesn't know from his, his own freaking head to his, to his elbow. I don't want to say the other word because I don't know if you're PG or not. Um, (laughs) I've been booted off many times, so don't worry about that. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But, you know, he keeps bringing it up. He keeps putting my picture on his uh, Facebook. And there was like this whole like comment spread on that. And it's just like, dude, this guy looks like an idiot just talking about it. Like this happened a year and a half ago. Like nothing well, happened. Because after, after that match, what nobody knows, we shared a beer afterwards and talked about it. So here's the good thing about all what you just say about these hate about these so-called haters. So in something I do, especially in marketing, you have your fans and then you got your haters. But believe it or not, these people are going online thinking they're hurting you by talking about doing all this. But actually, all they're doing is building up your fan base. They have a most of the time they have a lot more followers. So therefore, you just gain their four thousand followers. Now know what your name is, what you're doing what page to go after and what to look at. And you just gain more people on your fan base. So let the haters continue doing what they do because you're going to benefit in the long run, you know? So that's how you should look at it that way. Would you say that controversial anchor Haggis, um, all these old legend, old timer, not old timers, but um, vets, I guess. It's probably important to have that beer with Haggis afterwards and listen to what he has to say and, what controversial ink has to say that has to be important to guys like it's always it's always important to get feedback on what happened even if the match is absolutely terrible and it just it's just not good at all it's always good to be pointed out like hey this this is what went wrong and you know you need to do this you need that i would rather be cursed out by the person that i was in the ring with which i was that night i was and if it was one of those, oh, you did fine. It was just a little screw up, whatever. No, he literally chewed my chewed me out after that. How do you get better? You need to get chewed out. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, you know, we're all human beings, but I probably shouldn't have even been in the ring that night anyway, because my youngest was just born a week ago, a week after or a week before that. But there's no excuse. I just wanted to be in the ring. 
But that was the time like, hey, I just need to stand back and just let this marinate. So has there been any wrestlers you face that uh, you don't want to ever face again? Due to that either they they're tough as hell or this just nah, I'm not, not interested. I don't really care. Okay. Um, as long Is there any specific wrestlers you admire their uh their style that you that you uh model that you model your style after, your in ring style? I've been watching a lot of Vader. Okay. So I'm Have trying to like I'm studying him. I'm studying more big guys. I'm even studying Otis. Like, okay, what do these guys do? Like, not just their in-ring stuff, but I'm trying to figure out what they do in the background. What's your take on Otis? As I think, I think personally, WWE misused him. That's my personal opinion. What do you think of Otis? What? Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like he should have cashed in Money in the Bank somewhere, some sort of singles title, like they did with Theory. They put him with the U.S. title. They could have put him with the Intercontinental or the U.S., but it it happens. I mean, he's he's still entertaining to watch. No matter what he's being used for, he's entertaining. And I watch your matches, and I can see Vader. I can see that you've been watching Vader, the, the, the skills that you do. It's a lot like what he used to be like back in the day. You have a close friend in the business that you still talk to that you bounce stuff off of in the business? Yes, uh Ronnie York. Yeah. Uh I talk to him on a daily basis. He used to live in Florida. Now he's in South Carolina. He runs his own promotion called uh AWS Alternative Wrestling Showcase. Mm-hmm. Um if you guys ever are up there or you know Check them out on Facebook. It's pretty. It's a pretty solid promotion. They run uh, twice a month. I have not been up there. It, it's been hard to kind of travel lately, obviously with two kids. And uh, I really don't care what people say. Oh, you want to make this business better travel? Yeah, well, try having kids and then come talk to me. Right. That's the same. Thing that's what. That's what most people don't understand in this business. Like, you got to make sacrifices. Okay, I get it. You got to make sacrifices, but I'm not sacrificing my wife or kids. You mean you guys go ahead and do that, but I'm not going to. Like, my wife and I are, we're we're not gonna argue about, you know, oh, you're never home with the kids or you're never spend time. I mean, not like at this point, I'm just choosing. Like I said, quality uh, bookings, you know, where I feel I fit, where I feel that the promotion and I can work together and. Build the build each other's brands up. It's not about building my brand up at your promotion. No, what can I do to build your brand as well? So it, it, it goes hand in hand. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I mean, it's Nick sitting down here and hearing that. That's got to be awesome for you to hear. Except for knockout, I re- I could I could care less about you know Nick's brand. Well, then he has to throw that in there. I think you know. <laughs> I don't, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I already, I already got the most prestige thing at Knockout. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. So let's talk He's about that. that. Let's talk no, about that. Not, what was it like not. to win the Knockout Championship? Uh, it was good. Uh, it, it was a great experience. I, I absolutely loved it. It was my first heavyweight t- uh championship. Um, it's actually, you know, went to war with uh Salazar. That was our final match. Um. Wow. Unfortunately, that night there were three other shows running at the same damn time. <laughs> we still oh, had yeah. over a hundred people there at the learning curve that night. It wasn't the learning curve. 
do they have that, that was, match to find a match at the learning curve, right? No, that was at the high school. Our first heavyweight title match together was our um two out of three uh false count anywhere hardcore match. I thought that was in okay. No, that was in January. Yeah, that's when you get that uh, mouthful of hot dogs. <laughs> so, you, so you beat Salazar for that then? Yes. Oh, next mm -hmm. time I see Salazar, I have to ask him about Johnny Zeke, see what he says. <laughs> would you ever give him Probably a re would you ever give him a rematch? Oh, I, I would work him any day. I, I would always have um I mean he's gone to a level that I'm not even at. So it's just like he'll probably whoop me around. <laughs> Got that training from uh Death Proof, man. And I just been sitting here raising two little toddlers. There's actually um I'm looking into some schools that I'm gonna try and get into at least once a week to get some ring rust off starting in the new year. Obviously with the holidays and all that, it's it's family time, usually around Thanksgiving um or after Halloween. I tend not to take bookings for the simple fact. It's family time, right? That's, I I admire that, man. That's yeah, that's awesome. So, what advice do you have for um, upcoming wrestlers or people that want to get into the, break into the industry? What would you say the best advice you have? Take your time. Like in the training process, take your time. Don't rush. Um, I trained for a year and a half before I had my first match. I had practice matches. It's okay to have practice matches, but take your time. Once you feel ready, let your trainer know. He'll probably put you in, you know, live practice matches where probably like family and friends will gather for a show like uh, Coach Reyes did. And if you can do well with that small crowd of, I don't know, 10, 15 people, whoever you bring and whoever the other students bring, um, you're good. Any key lessons you learned along the way? Um. Don't get involved in backstage drama at all. Don't believe anything or everything that people say. There's a lot of false uh, promises out there. There are guys out there, hey, I, I want to book you, blah, blah, blah. And then last minute, they're like, oh, uh, we don't have the money for you. And it's just like, okay, you couldn't have told me this a while, a while ago. Uh, all I ask to, for shows is kind of just, just get there, get me there and get me home because I know it's hard out there. I know, I know my worth, but, you know, I'm always willing to work with, uh, you know, promoters. And Nick knows this. Nick from day one outright said, hey, you know, we're we don't, you know, have this right now because we're just starting. But once they started getting money, we all got paid and more but the one thing that knockout has done that none no other promotion that i've been to has done was cater the locker room that's very important man looks like i need to maybe catch the show i mean i don't know if nick can um get a show going on the, like the middle or last week of um february i'm down in orlando no you don't want to run the show anymore i don't oh, like dealing. Okay. oh hi nick <laughs> yeah, still here. No, so. um, I always no, give one thing. Like we said, time. we used to we used to cater, but I also said in the beginning, I when I bought the company, what the company was, I bought the contract, and the contract stopped at the time, so there was no money. I was always up front with them, so I did cater, but I also try to educate them and say, dude, like you said before, 
you know, the promoter we're only going to give you so much and what they make or what they can afford is up to you. You can make that extra by how you perform and how well you connect to your fan base. I always encourage them, bring your merchandise, you know? So that's the biggest thing. You can make an extra 50 to $100 or more on your merch. But Casey Hayden says, don't sleep on Johnny Z. Great man. Thank you, Casey, for coming in. Let me tell you a story about Casey. Oh, my gosh. There you this go. Dude. <laughs> we Okay, so I was doing a show in Ocala. And, you know, he was doing our, um, he was doing the music and all that. And he's like, I want to be a part of the show. He wants me to do something. And I'm like, uh-oh, what do you want me to do? And this is where it's like, okay, Zeke's going to become the bad guy. All right, cool. Let's do it. If that's what you want, we're going to do that. So I turn heel. This guy comes in. I look at him. He looks at me. He's like, if you don't hit me, you're a... You know, and I just hit him with the chair <laughs> multiple <Nice>. times. <laughs> I even put the broken ladder on top of him, and then I hit the chair on top of the ladder. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like, this dude comes up to me, and he's like, dude, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Great okay, guy. See. He, he was... <laughs> so how'd the chair feel, Casey? How'd the chair ladder? Awesome, man. That's awesome. So coming through the ring, coming through the curtain here in your music now, is it the same same feeling as you had the first time you ran every that time? Curtain? Every yeah. single time. It's you know, you're you're always gonna have butterflies before you go out there. And once you step through, if the crowd is fires off, it was that's it. You have them. You don't have to really do anything. And that's what I try to do. Yeah. Uh, the dawn has spoken. <laughs> I think one of my favorite entries that you did was Wrestle Mayhem for Knockout. I remember when you came out with the entire football team, and the cheer. That was one of my favorite entries. Is there? Oh yeah, the 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 Knockout social media title, uh, the Russian, uh, the, the Malenko Russian chain match I have with Reggie Brown. That was one of my favorite. Yeah, matches. yeah but you came out with the, the football. Came out with the football team for the local football team. That was nice. Yeah, and uh, you know, the day your wife is away is the day the boys come and play. Yeah, that yeah. was not Wrestle Mayhem. That was Wrestle Bloodfest. Did so many ER visits. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so. I got the very next day. I had a show, and I was so sick from losing so much blood. As soon as I got to the ring, and I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of here. I can't do this. I was so lightheaded. Thank God it was like a, it was a battle royal. So I go there and I just say, I need to find a reason to get out of here. So I clothesline the dude over and I just follow him. And I'm just like, bye-bye. I'm going to the ER now. See ya. <laughs> we must have like seven rooms that night. I think it was ridiculous. <laughs> but it hurt like hell. Johnny told me it wasn't going to take the steam off the fastball. The angle got so much heat on Johnny, so. But the very next <laughs> show, they've completely forgot. Hey, he just turned to a bad guy, but let's go. Yay, anyway. So, so it didn't work. It you work, work. You work with John with uh, Nick at Knockout Entertainment. You mentioned X, WXW, FIP. Have you ever, I think FIP. I read where you, not FIP. Huh? not FIP. How about Florida no. Wrestling Empire? Have you worked for them? Yeah. Florida okay. Wrestling Empire. FIP is a different promotion. Gotcha. 
before the wrestling empire, have they, uh, do you have any memories about that? Those guys was it pretty solid. Um, yes, they, uh, they just came to an agreement with Genesis TV. They just announced it today on their Facebook page. So I've been in contact with the promoter, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, kind of like, Hey, are you still a part of us? You still want to be working with us? And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Like why you keep asking? Well, I just want to make sure because people will drop. Okay, well, I'm not dropping. Like, you know, if I say I'm going to drop, I'll be like, hey, dude, I, I'm tired of waiting for you to, you know, to get something started. You know, but he's right. so busy. And I've even told him, like, hey, man, like, you know, even if you don't start until, you know, next year, it's holiday season, bro. Spend the time with family. 2024, right. ramp it up. You know, and I'm always – because he's a family man, too. So – I got to know him on a personal level. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, spend time with the family 2024, ramp it up. So but I've that? had I've had one match there and it was against Nick Abrams. And right. I, I tell you what, man, that guy, um, him and I have had matches in another promotion, uh POW. We had two matches, which went to a draw. And you know, we we've always had solid matches together, Nick and I. And this one was definitely different. Um, Nick is was pretty ticked off at me because I just disappeared from the wrestling scene, and we were about to have some issues with, you know, controversial link at POW, and I just disappeared. <laughs> so yeah, now he's got a personal endeavor against me, and he had to do what he had to do to get the win. Probably not the way he should have, but. You know, right, right. Once FWE comes back, he's definitely the first one I'm going after. Well, before we get to Nick's favorite part of the show, um, I have one topic I want to talk about. Um, brotherhood and paying your dues. Can you talk about that? Uh, what that means to you as a wrestler, as a person that's involved with knockout entertainment, etc. Uh, brotherhood, honestly. I don't want to touch on that too much because at this point I need to treat this more as a business than a brotherhood. I mean, yes, yeah, still be still look out for everybody. Um, make sure everyone's safe, protect everybody. That's where the brotherhood part comes in. But a lot of people have shown me that they really don't care about you, that they're willing to make you look dumb or whatever, talk to you, talk about you online and you know, make you look bad. And I you know, I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple times where I said some things. I never really went online and said anything. But you know, I was like, "Why do I even care? Like, this person's over there, and I'm over here. I I don't even care." And that's probably you know when I learned, like, "Oh my god," is brotherhood's kind of a. It really depends on how you look at it. I think brotherhood is more of a keep. You know, keep your. Uh, Keep the guys safe, you know, the boys and the girls safe. Keep the fans safe. Uh, work with each other to put on the best product you can. And the other one, the, the other one was what now? Paying your dues. Paying your dues. Yeah, you always got to pay your dues. Setting up, tearing down. Uh, there's just no questions asked. You go to a show, whether you're booked or not. Hey, my name is Johnny Zeke. I would, you know, I'm here if you need anything. Um, I'm gonna, I want to help set up your ring, tear it down, whatever. Gee, you want me to do whatever? You want me to run a concession? I'll run a concession. You know, 
do what you can. That's how you get on shows, especially in the Indies. You got to show them that you want to be there. I'll speak on that brotherhood as a promoter is very important. We no promoter wants any heat in the locker room. So when you, the heat should stay outside in the parking lot where it belongs. If you come in, you work together. That's where the brotherhood steps in. Like Johnny said, you know, is keeping each other safe in that ring. You all have families. You all have someone you love and care about. You all want to go home the same way you came in. That's very important. And the fans got to be safe at all times. So as a promoter, it's very important. Keep that stuff somewhere else. You, Right there, you have a job of reform and the keeping each other safe. is the number one thing you should worry about more than anything else. And at the end of the day, you need to worry about yourself. Worry about your own brand. Treat this as a business, like Johnny said, and something I preach on him a lot. You know, treat this as a business. Grow as a business. If you if if you're still in the negatives every year, eventually you maybe it's just not for you. But if you can work this out where you can make money not only in the ring but outside the ring, and also um connect with your community, that's where you're going to shine at the most right there. Yeah, I mean, um, I wrestled somebody who um, who definitely does not like me, and I don't like him. Like, to the point where we don't even talk to each other at all. Like, he could care less what happened. He, if I get hit by a car, he, he probably would not care. But we had a match together, and you know, we're both thinking like, oh, my God, someone's going to snap. Someone's going to shoot. Someone's going to really hurt someone. Someone's going to start a fight. That was actually one of the safest matches I've ever been in. Nice, nice. So we still, we still don't see eye to eye, right. but we found a, a business professional respect. So there is, I mean, so I, what I hear, there are guys that you will meet that you guys don't see eye to eye on a personal level. But when you, at the end of the day, you still got to put on a show. You still got to do what you do. It's like you still got to go and punch in for that fifteen minutes and perform the what the what the planned out thing was was all about. And put everything exactly. aside. Then you guys can get done with the match, walk out the ring, and go your separate ways and be done. Exactly. Like after the match is over, th- thank you for the match. Thank you for taking care of me. You don't have to talk to me for the rest of the night. So now we're at kids' questions. So here we go. They're rapid fire. Yes. Rapid fire. Favorite food? Buffalo wings. Does, does pineapple belong on pizza? Hell no. Oh, yes, Johnny. Come on, <laughs> you, 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 let it, you, you, you coached them into that. Come on. No, no. No pineapple on pizza. What's your favorite book to read? Um, The last book I read, Harry Potter. Okay. Favorite TV show? Resident Evil. Favorite movie? Oh, I have plenty of those. But I, I got to say, honestly, my favorite movie as of late is probably because of my three-year-old, Frozen. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, does chasing toddlers at home a hobby? Okay. Sure. Yeah. No, the, the ho- <laughs> my hobbies is... Uh, my wife and I go and play the Pokemon trading card game. Okay. Nice. What's your uh, What's your most expensive Pokemon card you have? Uh, I actually play it. I'll, you're really making me dig deep now. Oh, oops. <laughs> we got back into this because 
my kid is getting into it. So I'm just like, oh, cool. So she watched us play every single night. After this, we're probably going to play a game. Awesome. So my most so, expensive uh, card. Yeah. Here it is. My most expensive card right now, I think it's like a $30 card, is the gold Charizard EX card. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that's my most expensive. My side job when COVID hit, uh, my wife and I, of course, would like I said, we uh, worked at a we work at a, a foster home where we run the emergency shelter. But of course, we wanted to do we we had a hobby, and our hobby was collect, collecting opening mystery boxes, Funko Pop mystery boxes. I have a shit ton of wrestling Funko Pops. She has a bunch of movies and Disney Funko Pops, and we found we got a booth at an Emporium, and my son was a Pokemon fanatic, and intrigued me to start selling Pokemon cards. You know, so I did it. So now, yeah, I, now I, I have, I have a vendor that I buy from Peach State off Peach Peach State, um, trading cards down in Orlando actually, and so now I can buy wholesale Pokemon cards. So one of the things I got out of it because the store closed, the the um, flea market sold, and they don't have it. But I have this sitting in my background. Oh. Brilliant stars, the Arceus, the uh, Arceus yeah. V and V star. I know way yeah. too much about this game. It's kind of scary. Uh, as you <laughs> see back there, I got four Pokeballs back there. Yep. Those are not even yep. mine. Well, they were mine. Uh, I bought them. I, I just took the packs, but the Pokeballs belong to my daughter. Nice, nice. You have a favorite sports team? It's funny. But, uh, New York Yankees. Come on, bro. Yes. Don't hate. Don't hate. Oh, you're a Yankee I'm fan too, Nick? I Now I like you again. Detroit yes. Tigers, man. Detroit Tigers. Oh, God. And everybody Listen, that I, hates the and everybody that beats the Yankees. I cannot stand the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. I am not a fan <laughs> of the Yankees. I, yeah, I, was, show, I grew yeah, up hey. the Scott now, and I although, have to read Scott and I have to renegotiate our contract now. Scott I, I now wait. I do appreciate Thurman Munson as a catcher. I the old guys, you know, I re- I appreciate that team. They were some of the baddest dudes in the world when it came to baseball. So, but of course, sports has changed so much from the seventies and eighties to the not to the now. So. Oh, tell me about it. Now we got yeah. time clocks on the pitcher. Come on, yeah. bro. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just no colliding with the catcher crap. I mean, I could see it, but still, in football, they're trying to make it safe. And soon. NFL is going to be two hand touch football, and everyone's going to be click. You might as well have it two hand touch right now. <laughs> might as well. They might, they might as well make it two hand touch. Um, so we might as well have bubble soccer while we're at it. Yep. So if you had to have a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, what would it be? Uh, you definitely want to put Ric Flair on there. Ric Flair, uh, Dusty Rhodes, um, Bruce San Martino. And you definitely want to put um oh man. I don't know who the fourth one. There's so many options. You acknowledge the tribal chief. <laughs> I, I think I have no choice but to or I get fired. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to say you might want to say yes to that one, buddy. <laughs> you know what? He made reference to him being so uh, solo Sokoa's taking over. So hey, you know. Um that was that was last night. So as we close the show, um, I want to talk about one thing. I wish I could have got the footage. Um, you had that match 
a week ago, um, you had celebrating your win or whatever, whatever. And then this guy decides to show his face or however that worked out. I don't know. I heard a kind of, kind of a story, but this guy right here came out, thumped Dupree to ruin your party. And, uh, can you talk about what that interaction meant to you and how, how that set up March 30th, uh, 30th match? I mean, if he wants to go to the retirement home or hospital home early, I mean, that was his choice. But what happened was I was actually special guest referee for a match between Cole Bohannon and Vernon Black. Well, Vernon doesn't like me very much, and I don't like him as well. Like, that guy just has major issues with me. Don't know why. Probably a jealousy thing. I don't know. Don't really care. Um, But Vernon kept getting nasty with the crowd. Kept getting a little physical with me, and I'm the referee, so I'm kind of letting this slide. So he decides to put his hands on me for the last time. I shove him right back. Cole rolls him up. I decided to make a quick three count, which should have just been a one count. That's how fast I counted, but he pissed me off. So after the match, we're ce- I'm celebrating with Cole. Cole decides to dip out, and as he dips, I turn around as I'm trying to leave. I'm blasted by freaking Vernon Black. So with Vernon just put me in the corner, nowhere to go. Here comes Thump with a chair and chases Vernon away. I shake Thump's hand, give him a hug, thank him. Everyone's like, yeah, thank you for saving Zeke. Turn around, bam, chair right to the gut. And then he breaks the damn chair over my back. And then proceeds to choke the life out of me with that same chair. Yeah. Then Cole and who else came out? Was it Cole? Cole and Deathmark come running. There goes Dump running. So I decided to challenge into a match, to a street fight. You want to get in there with, with me? Get physical with me and run away? No, this is no longer going to be a one-on-one. We're not playing this crap anymore. Business is business, and I need to make him pay for what he did. So... On March 30th, yes, it's going to be Thump Dupree versus Johnny Zeke in a street fight. Whether it be for this, whether it be for the legacy of Knockout, like when it comes to Knockout, no one thinks of Thump Dupree. I'm sorry, but I've been with Knockout since day one, and I may say I may sound cocky and arrogant, but when you think of the legacy of Knockout, you think of Johnny Zeke. You think of Salazar. You think of Billy McLeod. You think of Venom. You, you even think of that referee, Mark Beavis. The list goes on and on, but not Thump Debris. The history of Knockout started in 2018. He was not there. He was somewhere else in the middle of Florida doing his own thing. Pissed off at us. And then he comes to us. What's the best way to kill someone's legacy? Go for the face of the company. Bring it. Thump Dupree, did you hear that? Johnny Zeke says he's not afraid. March, he's looking forward to March 2024. He's probably taking his fifth nap of the day right now. Oh, those are some big words from um, Johnny Zeke. Uh, I don't think he's afraid of you, Thump Dupree. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing see in that match i uh hope there's some way i can get a video of that because i don't i believe i will not be able to make it down there 
Um, but um, I want to see that. That looks it looks very intriguing. It looks very it's gonna be very physical. So I don't normally stream anything live on Facebook. Maybe I stream this one live. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just that man. one match. Yeah. Yeah. So I Maybe also read. I also read something very. And I'll close with this. I'll. I'll I want this by my last thing. Something huge is coming. You made that statement. Is that something yeah. huge is coming? Is it something that you said? Is that just something that you you said you couldn't talk about? Uh, FWE, their 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 announcement. Um, you know, obviously something big is coming, and you know, just by seeing the news that they released today, it, it just indicates something big is coming with the company. I don't even know what it is, so I'm okay. excited to see it. That's all. I, I seen it on your Facebook post, and it was on off quotes, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? So I wanted to ask you personally what that means. So that's awesome. Mark Dupree, or not Stump, Thump Dupree, um, you heard the warning. Johnny Zeke, this is, the, this is how I'm going to close the show. Is there anything you'd like to say to your next opponent, anything you'd like to say to the fans, and anything that you'd want to promote, and you as yourself, whoever, however you want to do it in your own style? You please close the show, and after you close the show, I'll play an exit song, and then I'll meet you guys in the lobby. So don't go nowhere. All right. So the next upcoming event I have, as of now, is FWE on January twentieth in Ocala. Be on the lookout for that. Look up Florida Wrestling Empire, and then after that is WXW in Minneapolis, Florida, on February seventeenth, and then after that, March thirtieth, for Knockout Entertainment. I know that's three shows in three months. Like, oh, is he going to wrestle once a month? No. There are going to be in-between shows. Just haven't been announced yet. Deals haven't been made. Uh, But once they are, they'll be up. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. I actually have a short film that I'm going to be filming with. uh, with, um, It's called Project Alpha through uh, Unleashed Entertainment. So I'm also doing that as well outside of wrestling and nick you know who i'm talking about so i also got that going on and also if you are um on on the uh indie scene and looking to do a seminar wxw is holding a um a seminar uh go check it out they're gonna have a lot of special guests there uh it's it's gonna be worth the money if you if you guys can attend um it's in January. It's, I think it's January thirteenth, or I don't I know. I'll post. I'll post the information on our page, but they yeah. can go to WXW too. Yeah, go to the WXW uh, Facebook page or go to WXWWrestling.com. You'll get all the events. They're already out for twenty twenty four. Um, but yeah, like wrestlers, please go check out the seminar. They're gonna have uh, Alpha is gonna be there. They're gonna have some WWE scouts out there. They just announced Gabe Sapolsky is gonna be there. So you know, go. Chico Adams, I think it will be on there yeah. too. Chico, uh, Vertigo, you know, all those guys. Well, thank you, Johnny Zeke, for uh, coming you. aboard the show tonight. Thank you, Nick, for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you, uh, huge pop wrestling fans. Keep and uh, keep an eye out for um, weekly shows from Huge Pop Wrestling. We have them um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we have a vault on fr- Saturday that we throw up some um, stuff. Ranging from CWF, which is a Christian wrestling federation out of Rockwall, Texas. Very, very, very uh, great promotion. Of course, we have Knockout Wednesday. Huge Pop gets knocked out. Uh, 
Love and that we'll, be, we'll be making our return in January 3rd. Yes, January 3rd. He, uh, Mr. Nick posted it out. So I don't. we don't have any shows the rest of December, right, Nick? No, we're going to spend yeah, time with the, the family, come back with uh, Randy Hogan Rand on Randy January 3rd. Randy Hogan will be on January 3rd. So, and um, Nick's got me excited about Randy Hogan. He's got other um, talent lined up. Can't wait. Everybody's going to have to tune in to see what's going to happen on um, Huge Pop Gets Knocked Out on Wednesdays. Thursday, we cover SICW, which is Herb Simmons' um, territory. He's big in territory wrestling up in St. Louis. We talk about the wrestling at the chase. Um, so, you know, Sean Vincent is on the show this coming uh, Thursday. Um, then we go into January. And um, I just want to say, not very many shows will be posted live. Um, you might see some recordings because it is family time, and we try to spend as much time as the last next two weeks as we can. Um, but I thank you guys again. Thank you, Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast fans. Remember, if you're on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, please hit the follow button. Please hit the subscribe button. This is a dream of mine, and I want to get it off the ground um, more than it already is. And I know what I love you guys' support as it is. So love you guys. Hit the follow, subscribe button, and we love you. Take care. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil. Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper's life. It's like a fight with a king, it's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle Take the district free, beat that ass with a light bulb Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better.